Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois. And this week I've kind of entitled my bit of a Green Side Up show, Sowing of the Seed. And what I'm really talking about is it's uh, lawn care time. Um, at least here in northern Illinois, our preferred time to sow seed is going to be about the middle of August through the first week of September. And as we move uh, downwards in the state, uh, far south, you might have the entire month of September into October to sow grass and central Illinois something in the middle. By my unofficial count anyway, at least here in northern Illinois, we've had over 15 days of 90 degree weather this summer and, and in several of those cases, those have been consecutive days in a row. So for sure, yards uh, have had issues, lawns have had issues. And in a lot of cases, you know, there's going to be a need to maybe reseed, overseed. Uh, so as I mentioned, the very best window for up here in northern Illinois is going to be the middle of August through that first week in September. If the lawn has had, you know, fungal disease this summer, be sure to replace those susceptible lawn grasses or the lawn varieties with newer varieties that have a high level or a high degree of disease resistance genetically. Those typically are the newer varieties available um, in most of the brands of seed we might find on, on the store shelves. Uh, you want to stay away from labels that just say common Kentucky bluegrass, for example, or, uh, or a common perennial ryegrass. You want some sort of a named variety, and these are usually and are improved versions of those common ones. Uh, that have uh, higher degrees of disease resistance, so that's something that's important. For Illinois, anyway, uh, the most common grass is still uh, Kentucky bluegrass as a cool season uh, lawn grass. Uh, again, you want to make sure if that's what you're going to buy, you buy good, high-quality, disease-resistant seed. The other common one that's oftentimes mixed with Kentucky bluegrass is going to be perennial ryegrass. Uh, these are common as, as a mix in, in a full sun location. Shady areas usually are going to be mixes or blends of fine fescues because they're the most shade tolerant grasses we have, but, but the caution would be they really do not stand up to much traffic. So if you've got a, a fine fescue shady area in your lawn and you put up the, the tree swing for the kids or the neighborhood kids, most likely you're gonna have a strong bear patch underneath the, underneath the seat because uh, it just does not stand up to any kind of foot traffic whatsoever. The key, I think, these days to putting in a lawn uh, that's going to resist diseases is to sow in some diversity. So if you have the choice, you want to sow in several varieties of the grass you'd like to see. So if you're going to put down uh, just strictly a pure Kentucky bluegrass blend, make sure you use three to five different varieties of a hybrid grass, hybrid Kentucky bluegrass uh, in that mix, in, in that blend that you're going to sow. This provides a good level of disease resistance. One of those varieties might be attacked, but maybe the other two or other three won't be. So you never lose your lawn. You don't. You never really see these ugly brown patches show up. It might thin a bit for a while, but you have resistant grasses that will come in and take over where the susceptible grasses failed. So that's a, a, a pretty slick way to get that done. 
So you've heard me use a couple phrases here. Sowing seed of the same type is called a blend. That is like three or more varieties of a Kentucky bluegrass, for example, or two or three varieties of some sort of a uh, ryegrass. When you go with a bluegrass ryegrass, this is called a mix. We're mixing two different species together. Not a problem with that. Regularly done. You want to be sure as you buy either a mix or a blend that uh, you're looking at the seed label and it says there you want to find a mix that, or a blend that has high germination percentage. You want more germination than not, of course. And you are hopefully going to get a package that also lists a low weed seed count and inert matter. Inert matter is just just that. It's bits and pieces of seed and chafe and things of that sort. Uh, you want a low number there. You want a low percentage of weed seed in the package and a high percentage of germination. That's what you're, that's what you're going for. You also should be thinking about creating a better seed bed by using a hard rake to break up the soil to give the new seed something to immediately grow into. Also putting down a bit of top dressing or black dirt or a mix of black dirt and some other kind of organic matter is another choice. You're asking that little seed to germinate and come out and that root go right into the ground. So if that root has to deal with hard, crusty soil, less successful than if you've got a nice higher organic matter quarter of an inch, half an inch, or you've loosened the soil up. You want to get that root down into the soil just as just as soon as possible. And once the seed is in place, by the way, the, the germination process is not going to start until there's been some rainfall or you've watered the lawn. But once the germination process starts, you are it's really key that you maintain a degree of soil moisture uh, while that germination process has started throughout the germination process and then and and while the new grass seed is up and growing so you want to encourage strong growth deep roots if possible you can see ryegrass coming up sometimes in as few as five to seven days you are going to see bluegrasses taking double that in in terms of how long it takes you might be up at 10 to 14 days for bluegrasses you just need to be consistent with your watering for best results in 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 those cases uh, don't get discouraged after a week. You may not see anything if it's bluegrass, but then somewhere around day 10, day 11, you begin to see that little bit of green peach fuzz out there, and then you know uh, you've been successful. If you have an existing lawn and, and it's thinned out and there's really not a practical way to um, get any sort of uh, prep done for, for the area that you're looking at, Another option might be uh, something called a slit seeder, S-L-I-T, slit seeder. And this is just a tool you can rent from the, from the rental stores. It is a set of vertical discs that cuts a little slice through the, through the dead grass or through the green grass or through the thatch. And the seed then is placed just behind the disc but right in the dirt where the seed belongs. That's going to ensure a very strong germination process for you. That will, that will help a, a great deal. The other part of that story that I want, would want to share is um, you should begin mowing as soon as the new grass is tall enough to mow. It won't begin to thicken up until you begin to, until you begin to mow it. At that point, then, it will begin to form tillers and rhizomes and stolons, and these are the things that help thicken the lawn up. Ideally, we want our lawn to be mowed uh, several times before the bad weather really sets in. That guarantees that the new grasses are going to be old enough, 
will harden off correctly and will be with us again come next spring. So that's this week's story on sowing of the seed. I hope you find it helpful. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Greenside Up. I'll be back again soon.